Welcome to Cocktails and Soul Food. I am the Urban Angel, and today I have with me Miss Donzel, Mrs. Donzel. Excuse me, she's married. Okay. And today's topic, guys, we're going to talk about forgiveness. What are the steps to forgiveness? So there are about seven steps. Acknowledge the hurt. Consider how the hurt and pain has affected you. Accept that you cannot change the past. Determine whether or not um, you will forgive that person. Um, how do you repair it? What have you learned from it? And have you forgiven yourself first? So, Donzel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself first, Donzel. So, I am married. Um, have been married for 13 years, but we've been together for 18. Ooh, ooh. Between the two of us, we've raised eight children. Our youngest is whew, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the military, been in for 27 years. What branch? The Army. Oh, thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. (laughs) And then I've been on my... I'm in the Army Reserves. Okay. And um, I've been on my civilian job for 16 years. And I do the exact same thing for the military that I do on the civilian side. Mm -hmm. So, which is Human Resource Specialist. Oh, okay. Right behind the desk. (laughs) Behind the desk. Behind the desk, yes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this hurt. You know, a lot of people um, sit and dwell and drown in hurt. They carry it with them everywhere they go. It's hard in their personal lives. It's even hard in their careers and their jobs. And it, it, it affects every aspect of their life. So we all have been there. I've, yes. I've been hurt to the core. A lot of people have been hurt to the core. It doesn't necessarily have to be a type of trauma. It could be hurt from a relationship. It could be hurt um, from a pain from losing a lost one, that type of, you know, hurt. So in the midst of being hurt, uh, what has hurt you the most in your life? I have had a lot of hurt Um, relationship-wise, losing loved ones, and I will say losing a loved one hasn't really, it hurts mm-hmm. and it affected me, but it's almost like that is a part of life. Right. Um, it's a cycle of so, life. So, yes. So I, so I would honestly say what has hurt me the most is the stuff that we don't talk about in our community is the molestation and the rapes that happens in a family and um i'm 47 Mm -hmm. 46 i'm sorry 46 Mm -hmm. and you know back then it wasn't something that we talked about it was swept underneath the rug right and that was it like the family really didn't want to deal with it but it's it's almost in order for you to get past that hurt you have to deal with what happened to you you have to speak on it you you do and you have to you you got to know, like, for me, I know my mom put me in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, Good for you, mom. Good for you, mom. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are embarrassed by stuff like that. They well, wanted to want hush, hush. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got teased. My sister and my brother said I was crazy because every Thursday or Wednesday I had to go see the therapist. Mm-hmm. And I was like in the seventh grade. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's that stigma. Mm-hmm. If you go to, to see a therapist, there that you have to be crazy. Especially in a black community. Yes. And Especially. When in fact that, and, and that's where we need it the most. That's where we need it the most. Because there's a lot of hurt in a lot of families. And mm-hmm. people don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And when you don't deal with it, it manifests into something else. Exactly. And it makes you, you know, as you get older... You tend to look back on what happened to you in your childhood. And when you start having your own kids, you start, you know, being overprotective. And like, my kids can't do this. And my kids mm-hmm. can't go here because... Because you're I don't putting know, your pain on them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen when they're not in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I know for my kids, my kids were sheltered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of that hurt that my kids were. My kids can go and stay with I can count on one hand who house they can go over right. and stay because I've really truly trusted right. them. When it's I like you trust... can't you can't go over there, but they can come over here. Absolutely. So that way I'm they, I'm in eye say I keep yes. an eye out. So my right. house my house was the hangout house. Mm-hmm. Like um, my kids didn't go out, but they brought their friends to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the ways that I recognize that the hurt impacted me to the point where now it's impacting my children's lives. How do you acknowledge that hurt? Um, well, first you have to acknowledge that it actually happened to you and that it wasn't your fault. Is that how you acknowledge that? That is how I acknowledged it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't my fault. There was nothing that I could have said or done to change the outcome of what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you mind me asking what happened? Um, so my aunt's boyfriend molested me and a couple other, my cousins. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, um... It was a a big, in the beginning, it was like, shh, nobody knew. Right. And then when it came out, because of the way that it came out, it made the newspaper, everything. So um, we had to go to trial. And then facing him in court as a kid, that's traumatizing as well. Right. And it's, it's almost like, now I have to go back and relive it. But going through therapy... It makes it easier to talk about, to right. say, yes, this did happen. This is exactly what happened. And then how am I going to move forward from what happened to me in my right. childhood? Right. That's my, my next question to you is how, how has the pain affected you? Because it happened so young and you still sit as an adult. Right. How has it affected you over it, the years? It it affected everything. Like I said, how, how I bring up my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm overprotective of my children. Mm-hmm. Even though most of them are grown, I'm still overprotective. Mm-hmm. And when they leave my house, I worry about their safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I have controlling issues. Like, I have to be in control because I feel like if I am not in control, then I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. If I'm in control of the situation, and it could be... Anything, me driving, um, running a household, mm-hmm. you know, anything. And I don't know what's going to happen. And that is a fear um, that I have because I don't have that type of control. What triggers you the most? Anything that can... It seems as though when people are in those situations, they do have triggers. I don't know. I, I I don't know what my trigger is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I stopped therapy because 
Why? Donzel. Because <laughs> when you're in the seventh grade, all you want to do is, is go be a kid. Is, is exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, well, at the, in the seventh grade, it's almost like that was when we went to court. That's not when the trauma happened. It's, it's almost like when it happened, mm-hmm. I didn't have a childhood. It is now because now you have this stuff that happened to you. It's almost like I can't go back to being a kid. But right. in seventh grade, I mean, I was running track. I had friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to be sitting in a, in a therapist's office. Right. And, right. and then they wanted me to reenact what happened. And I'm like, y'all have the report. Why Why you want me to tell you what happened? Right. And then they wanted me to play with dolls. I don't play with dolls anymore. So I told my mom that the therapist was crazy and I don't want to go back. Oh, girl. <laughs> but in doing that with not finishing the therapy, I think I probably missed the steps to healing. Mm-hmm. And I locked a lot of the past in a chest and I kind of like threw away the key. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still know what happens and I can tell you what happened, but it's something that I don't think about often. Right. Um, but I can talk about it. I just don't think about it. Where, where did you get to the point to where you can talk about it so freely? Because like, how, how can you, how do you move on from the past? Like how, how do you accept what happened to you in the past and try to move on from it? And you can carry on within your life so freely. You can move so freely. Um, I dealt with it um, when I was younger. So, like I said, going to therapy, I was able to start talking about it because we had to go to the trial and because I talked to it with the therapist. And um, the one person who I have not sat down and had a, a real conversation with is my mom. And it's mm. it's almost like when I started... Now, I'm, I'm back in therapy now for other stuff that has happened, mm-hmm. um, my PTSD and stuff like that. And that was one of the things that the therapist talked about. Like, would you want to sit down and have a conversation with your mom? And I'm like, absolutely. Because she, it's not like I went through it by myself. Right. I went through the molestation by myself. But as far as the trauma, just because it happened to me doesn't mean that my family didn't feel the effects of it too. Well, what happened in the trial, if you don't mind me asking? Was Um, he convicted? He was. um, He was convicted of... Seven consecutive life sentences. Get out. Seven, yes. And that back then, the life sentences was 25 years. Mm-hmm. And there's no chance of parole. Mm-hmm. So, and and that can give you an indication of how bad it was. Yeah. Um, because it didn't just happen to you. It wasn't just me. Right. No. But it was my statement to the police was the main factor in why he was convicted. Right. Because I can remember dates and... Not so much as the times, but without looking at a calendar, I can tell you what date that it happened. Mm-hmm. And when they pulled the calendar up, they were like, this happened like years ago and you can still remember the date. Right. Like, and it, it matches up to the calendar. Right. So that was. That's big. That yes. is really big to be so young that you were able to speak up and, and to speak out and get it to court and get this person convicted because there's so many people to this day, not even kids, adults. Yes. And not it, not just women. Men, men get it. Men yes. get it too. Let's not get it twisted. Men get it too. There are men out here who, who get raped. There are men mm-hmm. out here who get abused. And there are men out here who don't know how to uh, use their voice. So it doesn't just happen to women. Um, so, right. So kudos to you for even going that far and having a backing having a backing and support to get you to that point that his ass 
is going to be sitting <laughs> for the rest of his days. Absolutely. Okay. How did you get to the point that um, you determined whether or not you were, you would be able to forgive the person who did this to you? Or have you? So I have. I've forgiven him. Mm -hmm. um, I think it takes a sick person to do this to a child. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that it's not just the sickness in them, that it really is something that they probably couldn't control and that they needed to get help. Or it could have been something that happened to him mm -hmm. as a child. And this is what he thinks is normal, mm -hmm. but it's not normal. Mm -hmm. So, and to forgive him, it wasn't necessarily saying, hey, I forgive you for what you did to me. Mm -hmm. It was for me to say, hey, I've got to let this go and forgive for me. Right. Because if I don't process it and forgive for me, I don't know where I, I might have been. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people who don't forgive, it's like they, they can get addicted to drugs, alcohol, um, because you're not processing that, that trauma. They're that, carrying that pain. Yes. And, so, and that pain leads on a whole nother path, okay. a dark, dark, dark path. Yes. And so mm -hmm. um, I chose to forgive for me and, and my family. Like, um, it was... I guess it was easy to say, hey, I forgive you. And then going through the steps to say, I truly, honestly forgive what you have done to me. Mm -hmm. Because I, one, I know it was not my fault. Right. Um, and even though I was the victim in that situation, I am not the victim now. If you can sit and talk. I think I asked this question in a past podcast. But if you could sit and talk to your younger self. What would I say? Well, how would that conversation so, flow? You know, I thought about that. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, like, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think I would say anything because what we go through in our past make us who we are now. Right. And if you go back and you say something, it may change the course of who you are supposed to become. Because I'm learning that a lot of times we go through things so that we can help other people come through that same mm -hmm. storm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I would say anything to it. I would say, save your money. Cause save your money. Save your money. <laughs> I think that's what the answer save was. Your money. The last one. Save, save your money. money. Yes, because you know, and and to talk about you know wealth, because we don't talk about that either. No, you know, um, I had a I had a job in high school, and I was making every two weeks like four hundred and four dollars. And then being in high school, that was a, like now it doesn't seem like it's a lot of money. But back then, that was a lot of money. Now people are not taught how to, how to you know, balance their finances out correctly, how to invest, what to do correctly <sighs> with their finances. That's something else that needs to be brought up and spoken about in some classes, some courses, some on something. Yes. I think that so would be gotta, the only thing you that, get, that you I would You these, these young, these young uh, entertainers out here, you know, um, People in sports, people in the entertainment world, uh, singers, rappers, and they get all this money. And they don't know what to do with it. And they it. don't know what to do with it properly. They know how to go buy gold. And spend it, yeah. Yeah. That's that materialistic yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. oh, I got to have name brand this and name mm -hmm. brand that, and I got to have the new the new sneaks that mm -hmm. just came out. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. Let's redirect how that. How do you keep that money flowing? Yeah. Money is energy. Wealth. It's energy. It flows in, it flows, it flows out. out. But the thing is, once it goes out, how do you continue it to flow back in? You got to invest and, right. and start that generational wealth. Exactly. So what is true forgiveness to you? 
True forgiveness. So for me, like true forgiveness for, for me is like releasing, releasing the feelings of resentment. You know, a lot of people carry a lot of, of vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You know, they want to get that. I'm, I'm gonna get you. If I can't get you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get anybody close to you. I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to hurt how I hurt um, towards a person. So, what is true forgiveness for you? Being at peace. Being at peace. What is um, peace? What? Well, yeah, you got to determine what your peace is. Yeah. <laughs> what is peace? Um, for me, it's you know, if I was to see him today, I would not have. Um, I, there would no be, um, let me attack you or, you know, I'm not going to talk bad about you. That's big because there, to me, there's no need. I, I forgave you. It's, and it's not like, Hey, you're starting over, you know, you forgive, but you don't forget. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just don't, there's no ill will towards you. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 you said, you know, you, you forgive, but you don't forget. And you also, it, it does not mean that you condone or you excuse what was done to exactly. you and what he's oh, done no. to you. No, but I, I forgave him. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I've moved on with that part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, I'll never forget. And no, I don't condone it because it's just not morally right. Like, mm -hmm. you, you just don't do things like that. Um, get help. If you, you needed some help. Right. Somebody should have told you you needed some help. Right. But, um. Yeah, true forgiveness. I, I think that, you know, if you could sit in the same space with that person and really just, you know, have mm -hmm. no ill will, then you have truly forgiven that person. People who have been through these types of things, not just rape, you know, mental, physical, emotional abuse, even with uh, people addicted to drugs. Have you taken any steps towards guiding and helping others? using your experience in teaching others how to how to move, how to, you know, start therapy, how to speak on it. Have you spoken and told your stories to others? I have. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've helped num a numerous of people, and I tell my story. And I also tell people um, who have been not so much in the same situation, but has had that trauma to seek help. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to to deal with what has happened to you is if you seek help. Mm -hmm. Because it always helps to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And once you start talking, it's almost like a weight is lifted off of your shoulders. Like somebody else knows this. And when you talk to, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist. It could be anybody that you trust. That you trust. Um, mm -hmm. And they start giving you like that some advice. And it's it's not... Here's what you need to do, but looking out, taking a look outside that box. What were the signs for you? You know how they say you, you can tell when something's going wrong with a person, not just kids. You can tell when some, something traumatic is happening in somebody's life. What were the signs for you? Or you just came right out and told your mom, listen. Um, no, I didn't tell my mom. I wanted to tell my mom. Mm -hmm. um, but because I was not the only person involved, I also had to think about that other person. Mm -hmm. And the conversation that she and I had was, is, well, my mom's not going to believe you. Believe me. She, her mother's not going to believe her. Mm -hmm. But I knew for a fact my mom would believe me. Mm -hmm. I knew, like, without a shout of doubt on my mind, that my mom would say, all right, I believe you, and I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I, I, yes, mama. 
I'm with you, mama. Um, so, because it was someone else that was involved, it went on more longer than what it should have. Right. Um, and then once it came out, it came out, and I'm not 100% sure how it came out. I just know um, my brother was playing football, and he got injured on the football field. Mm-hmm. And he had to be rushed to the hospital. Mm-hmm. When we got to the hospital, it was all, like my whole family was there. And... There was no cell phones back then, no pagers. So it's like, how did everybody get this news so quickly? Right. Like, I'm thinking that we're there for my brother. Right. And they had me and my sister in a room, and a police officer came in. And he said, hey, do you know so-and-so? When that police officer said that man's name, I broke down and started crying. Yeah. Because then I knew. Like, the shit just hit the fan, and we are not here because your brother got injured on the football field. Right. It's like, uh, why are you asking about this? Because mm-hmm. it didn't have anything to do with it. And so I, they knew. Like, I broke down and they was like, all right, something happened here. Because you don't get, you don't start crying out of the blue for no reason. That was a trigger. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so um, they came in, they did the interview, and then they had my mom come in the room with us. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember my mom breaking down. I don't remember any of that. It's just almost like a whirlwind. Like after the hospital, it was next thing you know, we are in the police giving the statements. Um, and it was multiple times that I met with the police officer and then mm-hmm. we went to trial. Everything moved so quickly. It, moved, it probably didn't, but it seemed like it, it moved seemed real like it quick. quickly. Right. It seemed like it, it moved right. real quickly. Yes. Let's talk about balance. Moving years ahead from what happened to you. How do you bring forth that balance in your life now? You're in a healing process now, you know, joining in in therapy. <laughs> this chickaroo right here, I'm telling you, she, I guess she thinks I'm there. So that's joining in, joining in vocally, participating. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like my therapist would probably be like, okay, when I come to therapy, she, I don't know what she was thinking. Like, she ain't touching nothing. Like, she ain't talking about nothing. She's talking about this family. Ain't nothing wrong with the family. If it is, it's not. It could be fixed. Mm-hmm. But what's really, truly wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing her. Oh, it's. It, I think it's been about four, maybe four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And I've just started opening up. Just started opening just up. Just started opening up to her. Because, you know, <laughs> nine times out of ten, people, people go to therapy. Like I said, they're there. That's joining into them. People don't want to open up because they sit and they listen to everybody else. If it's a group session, they sit and listen to everybody else's story. And they feel as though, man, these people are crazy as hell. I ain't, I'm not that bad off. Ain't nothing but, wrong with right. me. So I don't know these people to tell them my personal story, but I'm here. <laughs> but sometimes you listen to somebody else's story and you be like, wow, my story wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. I don't need to say nothing because... It's almost like if I say something, they're gonna be like, "Child, please." You, yeah. you heard what I you said. You ain't been through nothing. Right. I ain't you been heard through what hell. I said. Right. Like, <laughs> but I do know by joining in mm-hmm. is that no matter like when you say something, somebody else can take what you said and apply it to their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done that a couple times where you know um, someone might be like, "Well, people say that they're mean or they don't treat people." the way that they should be treated Mm -hmm. and they thought that they were a mean person and i'm like well maybe that's your your coping mechanism 
is so that people don't get close to you mm -hmm. because you've been hurt so much mm -hmm. that now you don't want anybody to get close to you. So that's just your coping mechanism to push them away. Exactly. And she was like, away. you know, I never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the stuff that we've been through, some of the, some of the stuff that we do, it's our coping mechanism mm -hmm. and our defenses. Like she's like, oh, I got this wall up, but do you really have a wall up? And if so, why? Like sometimes you have to be vulnerable to get to the next stage. Yeah. So, you have, you have to I, go. I always say there's a sticky bush in the middle. The easiest route is just to go around, go the around sticky it. Bush. The hard part is getting through the sticky bush. No, you may have a little scrapes and bruises, but that shit's going to heal. But you're going to have to go through that sticky bush to feel that pain. You're going to have to feel and go through that pain. If you go around it, you're just going to, you're avoiding the pain. Right. You're avoiding it. And you're just going to keep avoiding it until right. one day it's going to blow up. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like telling the baby, it's hot, don't touch it. Right, they still gonna touch it. They still gonna touch still it, gonna but touch once touch they it. touch it, they they, they know that shit no is hot. They don't do it no damn more. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And they looking at you like you crazy. Like what you mean it's hot? And they oh shit, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about the deepest fears. A lot of people are scared to sit and confront their own stuff. They're scared to look in that mirror and say exactly what it is that they see. Not. Physically, but mentally. Right, exactly what it is. So what what are you afraid to confront? What have you confronted? What have what are you afraid to confront? What is it that you just don't want to touch on? Um so what what am I afraid of? I would like to say I'm not afraid of anything, but that is not true. Your deepest um, fear within yourself, though. This is but, within yourself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so I think one of my deepest fears um, is probably letting someone see the real me. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you truly? And I mean, flaws and all. Mm -hmm. um, we like to think that we're perfect, but we are not. No one is perfect. So, I am learning that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm dealing with it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm pulling back the layers of this onion mm -hmm. and getting down to the core of me. And if I get down to the core of me, are people still going to like me for me? Um, I think that's one of I th that can that might go for a lot of people. Yeah. It's pulling back the it's layers. So many people pleasers out here in this world. Yes. So many. Do, would you consider yourself a people pleaser? So I am. I'm, I'm a people's pleaser and I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. But I am learning to um, not give so much of myself. Just because pe people don't appreciate what you do. People take your kindness there. for granted. They do. Um, and I'm learning to say no more. Well, Good I'm still, for you. I'm still trying. I, let me, I, I, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> I'm still. It's easy. Look, fix your lips. Look, no, no. <laughs> and we can even look. We can get fancy with it. Hell no. Nah. How about that? Hell no. Nah. Love you, I'm, but hell no. Nah. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's 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 funny because I truly, truly am trying um, mm -hmm. to say no more often and not really care about what. They're gonna come back and say to me, mm -hmm. um, because I'm always I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I give, 
I give so much. But see, we, we talked about that before, downtown. Yes, I know. About about being a giver. I about know. pouring in so much into other people and yet sitting around with holes in yourself, leaking, not pouring into yourself. Now, healing those holes first so you can pour more into yourself. We've talked about that. Yes. And I'm trying. I'm trying to pour more into me. You got to be selfish. It's okay to be selfish. So. And in order to get through that self-care process, you have to be selfish. Not with yourself. With you got to be selfish with others. So what have you, what are you doing? You said, I'm trying. I am trying. I'm trying. <laughs> what are you doing? That's you, you said, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, you see I, how I'm looking at I, you, I, right? I, 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 like, I take time out for myself mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, What's your self-care process? How does, what is your self-care? I don't know. You I, know, like some people's self-care is um, having that quiet time to yourself, pampering yourself. You know, just uh, taking better care and time to sit and meditate and think for oneself. Not taking on other people's problems and loading them on your shoulders and your back. You know, it's, people always say, oh, um, come to me. You can cry on my shoulder. You need something, call me. But what are you doing for yourself? Can you pick it up? Are you calling yourself? Or <laughs> I need to be. Let me call me. <laughs> what are you doing for yourself? Because you're out here just giving it to everybody else, Donzel. You got to stop that shit. I'm sorry. She Don't call her. Okay? <laughs> Listen. Don't call her for shit right now. Don't ask her for nothing. Don't she? Her shoulders are, are full. She got her own shit going on right now. Don't call her. It's about self care. It's okay to be selfish. A lot of people need to learn how to say no to people. Yes. Because you sitting around and you and your feelings about some stuff that's not even your stuff. Yeah. It's not even your shit. You know. You don't take on it. other people's energy. And people don't realize that. And the shit in your household is going left and, and shit falling apart. And you done lost this and your money's getting low because you're going through what they're calling you every two minutes about right. crying on the phone about what's happening to them. Right. And you trying to fix their problem and over here. Their problems is causing problems in your damn household. Yeah. So what is your self-care? I don't know yet. <laughs> Listen, I don't know yet. I, I know that when I need my time to myself... I can go in my bedroom and hit Netflix or I, my my piece is the color on my phone or playing mm -hmm. Candy Crush. Mm -hmm. You talked about the coloring. The, the coloring helps <laughs> yes. with anxiety. So yes. you, you have anxiety. Yes, yeah. I do. It, it helps with anxiety. That anxiety comes through, does it come through your trauma? Does it come through military? The, Both. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything? Because I had military trauma too. Mm -hmm. And... Oh no! That that the therapist was like, well, how does the military trauma play a part? Play a part when you was a kid, and mm -hmm. I'm like, well, just add it on to it. Right. That's it. it. It it all it did was add to what I was all what I have already been through. Mm -hmm. Um. So I can't say if it made it worse or if it. I mean, I know it didn't make it any better, but um, yep. It just <laughs> added added right on to what else? What else I was going through? Oh my god. We're going to have to work on that. I'm going to give you some damn homework. You're going <laughs> to leave here. You're going to leave here. Can shopping be part of self-care? Uh, retail for, therapy? Who don't like me? Who don't like retail therapy? But see, that's, but see, but that's all that problem. do is leave you with a damn bill. My retail therapy is shopping for others. I'm no, see, we got to leave the others out. <laughs> yes. We got to make it more so about me, me, me. And a lot of people say, don't be so selfish. Everything's about me, 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 I, I, I. But when it comes to a situation like that, it has to be about you right you have to make it about you how can you be a helping hand to somebody here on the right where you on the left is still fucked up 
So how can you help somebody when you can't even help you don't your own self? It's almost like giving somebody great advice, but you don't take that. You don't. You don't advice. take your own advice. I don't. Yeah, and she I'm, takes. And she I takes take a, a sip. Yes, <laughs> what people in your life do you call upon that has been there? Who is your your strong backing force? So I would definitely say my mom. I call my mom for everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. My husband getting on my nerves. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> the house falling apart. I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> so I don't know. I think my mom can fix everything. Mm-hmm. Like She's like she, your superhero. She is. Mm-hmm. And will always, always be Aww. that. Um, even if she can't help, mm-hmm. I still call her. Hey, mm-hmm. ma. She, we might cry together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good that y'all have that type of bond, that type of relationship. What is the best advice that she has ever given you? Oh. Don't trust that nigga. Don't trust that nigga. Ah! Typical black man. <laughs> I don't like how he look. I don't like how he chew. Why he walk like that? What's way man? And then I go, who his people? Right, right. Who right. His people? Where he from? <laughs> What's his mom name? Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't like him. No, mom. Um, and I say that jokingly, but seriously, like my oldest kid's father, my mom couldn't stand him. He wasn't even allowed in her house. Really? Well, oh yeah, my mom, no filter. She. She, my mom, when she meets you, you will know if she like you or not. Because mm-hmm. if she don't like you, she gonna tell you. I, I you know, straight up, she gonna tell you. I don't you. think I don't think moms do have filters. I, you know, I'm a mom, and I don't think I have a filter. I know, I <laughs> so I know, I know, I don't have a filter. However, if I don't like you, I'm not gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. I will tell my child. Hey, listen, that's probably not a good look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the I think the best advice my mom has given me um, is to follow my dreams and right. to what I want to do. That's um, big. Yes. That's big. And she's all, always been a supporter. You know, a lot of times we have parents out here who um, weren't able to do things in their life, either, either because um, they didn't know how to or they had kids young and it, and it put a pause on some movements mm-hmm. and they, they tried to live vicariously through their through their children, forcing their kids to do things that they wanted to do, forcing their kids. <laughs> wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. <laughs> I did that. Wait, oh, before, come on. Well, yes. So with my, my middle child, I did. And it's not like I forced him to do it. I didn't force my kids to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I let them make the decision of what they wanted to do mm-hmm. so but for my middle child isaiah he really really loved track mm-hmm. so of course he he did track everything but um so i kind of like i was always curious about the air force and so when he was like oh i should join the military and i'm like well what you're not gonna do is you ain't joining the army right <laughs> he's like but you're in the army exactly that's i like I'm telling you that's why i'm telling you you cannot mm-hmm. join the army. Mm-hmm. So, whether let's go through our options. The Navy is out. The Coast Guard is out. Marines is out. <laughs> we only have one choice left. There's no options. Air Force. <laughs> he didn't give him any <laughs> options. I gave him. I gave him one option. You didn't let him decide for himself. I actually. I. I kind of did, but we like. So how I made him decide for himself is I told him to look at the pros and cons mm-hmm. for each branch, mm-hmm. and when it. <laughs> When when we compared them, 
it was like I had this like little tablet thing that, that check off what the army offers and what the other all the other branches offers. And I'm like, see, it's Air Force offers everything. He said, Mom, you're being biased. And I'm like, but I'm not. I'm really not. So yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, see, I'm listening. But at all, you know, listen. Well, I've he, already spoken to him. So when he signed his contract for the Air Force, because mm-hmm. all that's left to do is he picked the job. Now we just wait for them to say, hey, the job is opened and he'll be in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what he's going to do. So a lot of people don't understand what they go through. They can take what that pain and that hurt and those experiences of trauma and they could use that, you know, to help others. What do you think your purpose is in your existence here today? Oh, um, so I know I've always been a people's person. Um, and when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor. So I think it kind of aligns. And even what I do for the military, We're helping I and healing help people. So I think that my purpose is to really help people in in their life and whatever it may be. Maybe it is to get over the trauma um, or the grief because I'm and I'm still grieving. You know, I've lost several um, family members in mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm gonna just stop counting because it makes me sad about how many family members I've lost right. um, from May up until now. But maybe it's to help other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Okay, yes. But I have to, before I can help others, I have to help myself. Yeah, ah, ah. Say it again. Say it again. Wait a minute. Go back. <laughs> Rewind. Say it again. Before I can help others, I have to help myself. Yes. So I'm on my journey to process the trauma, the hurt, um, the lost family members um, through grieving and counseling. So hopefully... At the end of my tunnel, mm-hmm. there's this bright light. Mm-hmm. Or what they say, at the end of a storm is a bright rainbow. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to my rainbow. You get into your I'm rainbow. I'm getting to my rainbow. There's a jackpot at the end of the rainbow. You can keep the money. Can I get to the rainbow? You want to get to the rainbow <laughs> first? All right. <laughs> you want to get to the What'd rainbow you first? You said money was like energy. It comes and goes. It, it flows. It comes and goes. Like yeah. It'll last forever. Mm-hmm. So in closing... I I like to ask, you know, the people that I speak with in closing, you know, let's touch on spirituality just a little bit. And then we're going to end this. Um, If you had the chance, I don't want to say the chance. When you get to those pearly gates, baby, and you see God, what do you want to say to him? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what? Thank you. Thank you. I mean... It's, it's a, a lot of things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even, you know, it, I wouldn't like have that conversation be like, why was I the one that had to go through this? Mm-hmm. Because when you get there, you're already going to know what your purpose was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say thank you. Thank you for loving me for who I am without even having to peel in the layers back because you know me. Mm-hmm. Um and know you better than you for, know your own self. <laughs> yes. And for putting people in my lives that I needed in order for me to grow 
and, mm-hmm. and for me to be placed in other people's lives in order for them to grow and mm-hmm. to become who they're supposed to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. So thank you. What about the trauma that you went through? Um, I, I would even say thank you to that because again, without the, without the trauma that I, it's, it's almost like if I didn't have that, who would I be? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what she would look like outside of that trauma. Right. And I kind of like, I love me like Mm -hmm. with all the hurt, the pain, the trauma, all of it. I love Um, And so, and I think that I'm a strong individual Mm -hmm. and that if I wasn't as strong as I was, then maybe God wouldn't place that on my plate. Right. So he but, never puts more on you than you can bear, right? They say that, but I questioned him this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he done, telling he you. done put a whole shitload of stuff on and people woo, this year. Oh, yes. I questioned him. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, you know, I didn't. And I know you're not supposed to, but I've just had so much loss in 2020 mm-hmm. that I just had to say, why, God? Right, why? Right. Like, listen I'm on my knees I can't do this no more come on mm-hmm. help me out you know mm-hmm. but here I am I haven't I haven't cried um so I know that I'm going through the grieving steps mm-hmm. and that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord yes so, you know I know that my family members are walking with God and mm-hmm. you know and they're, they're serving is, another purpose and it's my hopes that I will get there when it's my time. When it's your when time. it's my time. Not no. yet. Lord, don't tell Look, me yet, Jesus, no. Father God, let it be. Yes, not yet. <laughs> when, it, when it's my time. She ain't when done. She ain't time. done here yet. So. Not yet. When is your time? Yeah. When it I is thank my time. you so much, Donzel, for taking the time out to come, to, for being so raw and so open and so honest about your past, about your hurt, about your trauma and your pain. That's very, very big of you, baby. Kudos to you. (laughs) And yes, continue to join in. You can consider this a part of therapy. Uh, Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, because when you talk, like I said, when you talk about it, when when you talk about it, it makes you think. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, don't always count yourself out as the victim. Because I'm going to tell you, when I met my therapist, I told her straight up, I'm not a victim. That's right. I'm not. That's right. So, yeah, it happened to me. Mm -hmm. It did. Sure did. But I'm not the victim. Mm -hmm. That's big of you. Yeah. And she was like, you will never allow yourself to be the victim. And I'm like, no, I will not. I refuse to. (laughs) You refuse to. I refuse to. Because then if I say I'm a victim, that just means that I haven't processed the hurt mm-hmm. and I'm still sitting there and I'm not sitting there mm-hmm. anymore. You're not dwelling in it anymore. No, You're not. taking those necessary steps and I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> I am Thank so you. fucking proud of you that you, you're using your voice. You're speaking through your pain. You're not going around it. You're not going through it. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you're you. not going. Thank you. You're not going through it. My suggestion to you is to continue to join in. I will. Join in because you don't know how much this 
podcast of you explaining and going through what you're going through can help somebody to take the next step to get help. Can help somebody to say, hey, this is happening to me. I need help. Can help somebody to finally speak up and speak out and not be afraid or feel ashamed to do so. So I appreciate you and I wish you nothing but the fucking best. You hear me? <laughs> Let 2021 come in and I hope 2021 will be totally different for many people, yes. for many, including yes. me. Including me, because this 2020, man, this summer, my bitch, right. has been terrible. It has been. It has been terrible. My heart goes out to all of those who have lost loved ones to COVID. You guys, continue to play it safe. Wear your mask. Keep your distance. Wash and, you know, sanitize your hands and just love on your loved ones. Thank you, Donzel, for coming to the podcast. This is Cocktails and Soul Food. I am the Urban Angel. Take care.